All right, welcome to another edition of Silver Screen Previews for June 24, 2022. That is the latest, the PG-13 rated Elvis, the long-awaited film from Baz Luhrmann, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. And uh, Austin Butler as the lead role of Elvis, all across the Instagram Live platform. And on the podcast, uh, heard on Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Anchor, and all different podcasts. I'm your host, Rob Martin. And on the other side of the aisle, we welcome brand new co-host. Her name is TV Fiend. Welcome to the show, TV. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very glad that I passed the rigorous interview process <laughs> i think i actually just tricked you into having me on the show you're probably gonna you know like watch it back and be like never again <laughs> well you know tv I, I have very stringent measures in order to make sure we get the best host possible and people say like oh that's I mean, a bunch of bullshit rob but it's true though no you were you were um you have researched the questions on yahoo or you know, whatever search engine you used, I felt like I was at a job interview. I definitely did not get the job, um, but somehow I still, you know, like swindled you into having me. So I'm pretty excited about it. Which was your favorite question of all the questions I asked you? Well, you know, my favorite question was when you like went a roundabout way of asking me how old I am. And it was like. You did it in a very sneaky way. You're like, so, like, what kind of generations of movies do you watch? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on to this trick. But I do appreciate it, though, you know, because, like, sometimes people just come straight out and ask you how old you are. And that's, no. you know, I, I wouldn't answer your question either, though, for the record. So. Yeah. You see, that's great. You see, you stand firm. You're very strong-minded. You do not bend to anything. You're very strong-willed. I give you credit for that, TV feed. <laughs> yes, I have been accused of that. I mean, maybe that, that's probably why I can't get a boyfriend, you know? <laughs> that's not one of your uh, stre- weaknesses, I should say. That's just strength. I would see it as a strength, no? Yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> so your, uh, your Instagrams are, uh, how many Instagrams do you have? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have a Twitter? People want to know. People want to follow you, TV feed. So, my Instagram is just television fiend, you know, like television friend, but skip the R. Um, and then I do have a um, TikTok and YouTube, same name on those. So. That's great. So, people can catch her that, you know, you there and, uh, you know, see all the different kind of things you come up with, obviously. TV wise, because you're doing filming, you're actually expanding on your brand a little bit, no? Yes, yes. I love TV. I, you know, people finally figured out that I was lying when I said I like to hike. Um, <laughs> so I kind of had to start admitting that I'm not a hiker. Um, you know, I live in Alabama. There's not a lot to do here. So people figured out that I just really actually sit on my couch all the time and watch TV. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it, you know. That's the idea. much better than being, like, eaten by bugs. That's another thing. But that's the idea, is that you love what you do and you survive doing it. That's the, that's the plan, no? That is very important. Very good. All right, so we're talking about Elvis. This movie, by the way, is 159 minutes uh, long. So I do suggest you have a butt pillow wherever you're going in order so your butt doesn't freeze or uh, go to sleep. And you take bathroom breaks before you go into the movie theater and don't drink anything because you're going to miss a lot of this stuff. This is, uh, what would you say, a, a rare four-act movie. It stars Austin Butler, Tom Hanks, Olivia DeJong, 
From his childhood in Tupelo, Mississippi, to his rise in stardom starting in Memphis, Tennessee, Elvis Presley becomes the first rock and roll star and changes the world with his music. All right, I first come to you for your review of Elvis, Miss TV okay. Fiend. Okay, so I want to tell you that I was, like, very much prepared for this podcast. Like, I took notes, so if you just see <laughs> me, like, looking down, that is what I'm looking at. Good, um, good. Okay, so, Elvis. <laughs> I oh, I'm get to that. <laughs> okay, so quite frankly, I heard of Elvis, but I just don't know, did not know a lot about his life. Um, right. And I thought that this movie did a good job of sort of, you know, explaining and and capturing the magic of Elvis. I really liked that. I thought Austin Butler did a great job. Um, surprise! That kind of surprised me, to be honest. Um, and, you know, Tom Hanks is a very beloved actor, and I love Tom Hanks, but his character just fell kind of flat for me on this one. Mm. Um, Do tell. Yeah, you know, I just thought that... Too much makeup? He was, he was just very unlikable. Um, I just didn't feel like he added to the movie very much. Um, let's see. I thought the performances... Um, that Austin Butler did were really good. Ultimately, obviously, Elvis Elvis's life was a tragic story, so um, yes. that kind of got me in my feels. Um, I did not love the covers that they used of his songs. You know, they hmm. threw in like some covers. Not really a fan of that. Um, let's stick to the good stuff. But um, yeah, so I would say that um, I would probably give this a thumbs up you should see it especially if you don't know that much about Elvis like I didn't very good. So a thumbs up from uh, our brand new host, TV Fiend, right here on Silver Screen Previews, the June 24th edition of Silver Screen Previews. Welcoming everybody along the Instagram Live uh, podcast, also Instagram Live platform. Hello, welcome to the show. We're doing Elvis. We just did Elvis, and she gave you a thumbs up. I also give this movie a thumbs up. Blazing success. I think uh, Baz Luhrmann really brings Elvis to you know spectacular life through the directing and the positioning of the cameras, the way he he angles the movie in so many different sharp ways that the storytelling is flawless. I think Butler really fills the shoes of, and, and really transforms into Elvis, which is what people wanted to see in the first place. As I mentioned before at the beginning, this movie is long, but it needs to be because Elvis's life is so, was so grand. It, it, it doesn't deserve 90 minutes. It deserves two hours and a half. This is four acts. The first act is the early part, you know, then the teens, then stardom, and, and then Ve- Vegas, finally. What was your uh, favorite part of his life uh, for you, TV Fiend? Um, well, you know, I just thought that Austin Butler did a really great job of bringing his performances to, uh, to life. I think that that had that was totally necessary for the film to be a success, and I thought he did a really good job of that. Good, excellent. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I agree with you on also the other hand of Tom Hanks. I thought that this this Dracula persona voice that he put on it was just pathetic. I thought this is may, may have been his worst acting job ever, uh, personally. Yeah. Because I didn't buy it, I could see oh that's Tom Hanks putting on a Dracula voice as as the Colonel, you know, Colonel Parker. Uh, I, it, yeah. yeah, not at all believable. Totally abhorrent. They miscast that role. I thought they should have put somebody else in that role. Uh, definitely. Yeah, and I'm, I was so disappointed because I love Tom Hanks. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. 
Yeah, it really is sad. I think that maybe they, he probably brought up the idea and got together with the producer. Like, you know, I want to be in this movie, and, uh, you know, I, I want to be the colonel. I want to be the guy who manages Elvis. Like, you know what? That's a great idea. Yeah, who's going to say no to Tom Hanks? Who? Who? <laughs> yeah. Right? All right, so I didn't agree with that part. Olivia DeJong as Priscilla Presley was a winner. She really aced it. She's fantastic here, as well as Helen Thompson. Uh, overall, this movie deserves multiple viewings. And on top of that, I give this movie a thumbs up, a successful endorsement for Elvis. Very good. Saying hello to... All right, we agree on our first one. Our yeah. first movie ever together. We're off to the races, aren't yes. we? Isn't it great? Yeah. It, it's all downhill from here, TV Fiend. It's all downhill from here. All downhill. Yes. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Flux Gourmet. This is R uh, rated, and it's a horror film directed by Peter Strickland in theaters today on a limited release basis. Also on iTunes stars Asa Butterfield, Gwendolyn Christie, and Ariane Labed. Set in an institute devoted to culinary and elementary performances, a collective finds themselves embroiled in power struggles. Here's a clip. Folder filled. Oh, yeah. Very good. That's uh, Gwendolyn Christie. You might remember her from the Star Wars movies. All right, let's go to a UTV fiend. Your observation, your analysis of Flux Gourmet. Okay, so when I first turned on the movie, I was like, what is going on? I was like, <laughs> I do not think I'm artsy enough to understand what this movie is trying to do. But the more I watched it, the more... I understood, like, the dry humor of it. Um, it's very smart type of humor, and I appreciated that. Um, the horror, not so much for me, but I can appreciate the undertones of it. I loved the power struggles. I loved um, the the strong women characters and sort of the uh, contrast of that. You know, I thought, I, if you want to watch a slapstick kind of Maybe this this is not the one. But if you want sort of like a dry humor with a little bit of horror thrown in, I would give this a thumbs up. So a thumbs up for TV Fiend on Flux Gourmet. Let me ask you a couple of questions here on this movie, uh, TV, because obviously you're very observant on what you saw. When the, one of the characters started describing they was having flatulence problems, that you know that there was farting, and there was then the dialogue started turning into a fart sequence of dialogue. Was that interesting to you, or did that turn you off as a classly, uh, classly, a classy lady of your contexture, of your your con, your con, con, convections? I'm just inventing I words. Mean, Go ahead. It kind of make me roll my eyes, but like I'm used to being around men. That's that joke never gets old, no matter how old y'all get. You never mature past that joke. So it just kind of made me roll my eyes. Um, and, you know, like, it kind of started off with that joke. So that's when I was like, eh, I don't know about this movie. But then the humor got, you know, more more intelligent. Uh, all in all, were you a... Uh, did the food sequence scenes uh, capture imagination, uh, make you excited, or you were just, like, disgusted? Yeah, I think so. I thought... Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought that they were good. Um, yeah, it was different. It's different. It's definitely a different type of I don't know that I've seen something like that in a long time. Maybe the um, a movie that I could compare it to would be like Midsummer, sort of. It's sort of like some undertones of that. All right, that sounds good. All right, so basically, you give this movie a a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes, thumbs up. 
thumbs up once again from uh, TV Fiend, our brand new co-host on this show, Silver Screen Previews. We welcome you again. Uh, we are live on Instagram Live, silverscreen.previews. Also, uh, make sure you follow our our backup page, which is Silver Screen Previews, the entire word. What's one long word? Uh, my opinion on Flux Gourmet, uh, you know, I think that it failed on many different aspects. Uh, why? Because uh, why put narration on top of this, you know, in a foreign language, inside of this movie, in specific areas where I thought it didn't make sense and uh, I didn't catch on. Uh, it's like, why is this do- being done to me? I do not want to hear this narration that's boring me to death. What did you think? Yeah, there was no, like, subtitles so that you knew what they were saying. No, you were, like, guessing. It could have been gobbledygook. Who knows? Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. For me, I saw this through the lens of saying, like, wait a minute, this is like some kind of cult movie, another one? Because the food is what's driving the cult, obviously. Performance, food performances, food performers. Uh, I thought I could have seen Kristen Stewart in something like this, based on what we we, we acknowledged a couple of weeks ago in Crimes of the Future. Um, she would have been perfect in this movie, no? I mean, I totally agree, yes. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, look, there's also big mistakes casting wise on, on who you know who the lead is here. Ariane, uh, was it Lapo uh, Dupo? She uh, is, barely speaks fluent English, so I couldn't understand her. The language was a problem. When that is a factor, I'm very upset. I want to know what I'm listening to. I at least put subtitles underneath. I want to know what you're talking about. Otherwise, I'm getting bored quickly. No. No, I mean. I- to know what they're saying to be able to get interested. I don't know if I agree with your assessment of her English, but... We agree to disagree. By the way, the, the actress's name is Ariane Lebed. Lebed. Like a bed? A little bed. There is something in this movie called The Kitchen Commandments, I guess, which is something that all the students and people in this movie are supposed to follow, and if they don't, they get in trouble. <laughs> this has to be the one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen this year, and, and in a long time as well. Is it good? Nah. Is it bad? Yes, yes. It's too long. Oh, come on, you have to appreciate the weirdness it, of it. I can't appreciate when, when they're starting all these <laughs> fart jokes, and you hear the, the bathroom going off, and you see these different disgusting foods being made. Uh, nice cinematography, yes. But the script does not make any sense. Uh, you can take this script pretty much and, and make it into any type of fetish film. That's yeah. probably true, but I love a good weird film. You know, the weirder it is, I just feel like it's uh, it's like a novelty, just being so weird. Uh, yes, weird. So you, you give it a positive weird. I give it a negative weird. Thumbs down for <laughs> Flux Gourmet. Okay. All right, so we agree to disagree on that one. Our next film, our third film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is the R-rated The Black Phone. Now, The Black Phone has, oh, it has Ethan Hawke, of course. Mason Thames, uh, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davis. It's directed by Scott Dix, Dick, uh, Derrickson, and it's in theaters released today in wide release. After being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving phone calls from the killer's previous victims. Here's a clip. Nothing's going right. You can let me go. How scary. That's the uh, brand new The Black Phone from Blumhouse Productions. All right, TV Fiend, your take on this movie. Okay, so I'm kind of a tough horror movie critic because I love scary movies. And the type of scary movies that I like are not 
the cheap jump kind of, you know, like just make you jump kind of scary. I like a good psychological thriller. Mm -hmm. And there's two things that make this movie scary, two plot lines, really. The serial killer is just incredibly demented and creepy. But then you also have like this supernatural kind of um, storyline where his past victims are calling the little boy on the phone, which is also extremely creepy. Um, there was one point in the movie, I was watching it by myself, and I was like, it was nighttime, and I was like, let me turn this off, let me turn it back on <laughs> during the day, because it was, it was pretty, it's pretty scary to me. Um, also, the serial killer, you don't really see it in that clip, but he has some super creepy, demented one-liners yeah. um, that will really <laughs> kind of make you want to turn it right off, but yeah. um, <laughs> as far as the scariness factor... But overall, I thought it was great. I would, you know, go watch it again. So I give it a thumbs up. Was the factor of the uh, scary van, the black van, the whole thing get up that is abracadabra, and that's not really gone into as in, in depth as far as the story goes with the balloons and the hat and all that stuff. Obviously, he has in the back of the van. Was that? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that yeah. didn't really bother me. I mm-hmm. think his mask is super creepy. The van is just sort of like a gimmick to me. The van is not important. The more important aspect is just how demented he is, what he's done in the past, and how you can see his past victims. You know, the the little boy's predicament, how he's going to get out of it. What did you think about the father character, the father figure? Because obviously the, the mother is not there. She seems to have passed away uh, in the story and how they tell the story. What, was the father figure a plus or a minus for you in this movie? So it was kind of weird because the father figure was like uh, multi-dimensional. I mean, mm-hmm. at first you see him in uh, the first couple of scenes, and you're like, "This guy sucks. He's terrible. He's a horrible <laughs> person. He's a bad father." And then, but the movie sort of progresses, and you kind of see the humanity of him. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but you do see um, sort of where the harshness comes from, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, we could probably do without him. I don't think he added much to the story, but I was impressed that he wasn't just one layer of personality. Right, and, and I agree with that completely. Yes, 100%. So, TV Fiend, you give this movie a thumbs up, the black phone. Yes, thumbs up. Very good. Strong review there. Uh I myself love this film as well. I think, honestly, this is the best horror film uh, of the year so far. This is even better than X. Because in X, you could see what was happening a mile away. Here, in the black phone, the question is, does Finney uh, escape? Does the grabber die? Those are the main questions in this movie. And you can't figure that out yet, even if you watch the first two acts of the film. It's the third act. That's where the payoff is. So, yes, the tension is building here throughout the entire first act, throughout the entire second act. Even, I think, the, the basement acts as a character because you have the phone there. And you hear this, these spirits calling through the phone trying to help out Finney. Did the, the phone aspect, did that surprise you how they played that out? Or was it something that you might have expected, uh, you know, TV Fiend? I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I thought it was really cool. It was, uh, you know, they didn't just go with sound. They did visual, too. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen anything 
like that, um, at least not a long time. So I thought it was really cool. It reminds me as well a little bit of Halloween based on the fact that it's from 1978. The time period is matched flawlessly with the cinematography and, and the costumes and the tint of the lens and everything, every the surroundings, everything is 1978 Denver, Colorado. Uh, it adds to the story. I thought the main character here was, the, the surprise one was the sister, uh, played by Madeline McGraw. She was excellent here. She helped the story uh, grow and because you had that factor of her having some kind of uh, telepathic or some kind of supernatural uh, you know, forces helping her throughout her mind based on what her, her uh, deceased mom uh, had. So she passed it on to her, supposedly. So she was helping out Finney by, I guess, seeing the future or something like that. Was that good or bad yeah, for you? I actually disagree with you on that. I didn't think that the sister fit into the story. I thought it was just kind of like noise in the background Interesting. you know like yeah. we, we there's enough going on without the sister it was sort of to me it was disjointed to have her i didn't know what her purpose was yeah i wasn't a fan of that third of that i, I call it the third uh, storyline but i guess it was really just the subplot i wasn't really a fan of that all right very good so we both agree on the black phone definitely thumbs up for this one check it out folks it's in theaters now on uh, it's a wide release, so you can catch it on all your movie theaters in your area. So go check it out. Definitely, the best film uh, horror wise so far of 2022 in my book. All right, our next film on silver screen previews is a movie called Love and Gelato. It's on Netflix. It's a typical rom com adult uh, with young adults. So it has really uh, all what you would expect from a Netflix. It's TV rated, TV 14. Directed by Brandon Camp, stars Susanna Skaggs, Owen McDowell, uh, McDonnell, Angelica uh, Washington, and Valentina Lodovini. Lena makes a promise to her sixth mother that she'll spend the summer before college in Rome. Here's a clip. And believe me, that's not something I've ever... Summer love. Yeah, you can't beat summer love, uh, TV fiend. What do you think? You know, when you first told me I was going to have to watch this movie, I was like, I don't know if I still want show like i don't know <laughs> sit through this but you know i am like kind of a bitter old lady so i mm. but I, I like a good rom-com uh, unfortunately this was supposed to be a rom-com but it had like this terribly sad element to it with the mom <laughs> right dying and sending her to to italy now i will say alessandro was like amazingly beautiful to look at um that's sort of you know i guess, I guess he's maybe the draw to the movie i don't know i didn't <laughs> see the draw but uh, um it's sort of like just one of those stereotypical movies that i hate where it's like the girl is not complete until she meets the beautiful italian um and then her life is perfect uh so I don't know. Let me see. Did I say anything else about this? Oh, how old is Alessandro? He looks like a baby to me, but maybe maybe that's calling out my age. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it just it was just like a cheap way to have a hot guy in a movie. That's how it felt to me. So I'm gonna give this a thumbs down. Well, a thumbs down from TV Fiend on Love and Gelato. Was there anything that could have made this movie a better experience for you? script and I mean no probably yeah. not probably not 
not a better script, no uh, better acting, nothing uh, in general that could have pushed this movie over the uh, positive finish line. Well, you know, I just don't like the fact that they int- introduced this sad storyline. If I'm watching a rom-com, I want to laugh, I want it to be happy. I don't want to like have to deal with the real life death of her mom. It was just it was mm. too much for me. Yeah, you, you know what? Netflix has been doing a lot of hit and misses lately. Uh, last week it was Spiderhead, which I, I agreed. I thought they did a good job with that. But still, uh, you have a lot of these misses, and Netflix is starting to fall apart. They've laid off a, a bunch of employees the past week. I, I, so you gave it a thumbs down. I also give this movie a thumbs down. I thought it was just too generic, too predictable. I couldn't. There was nothing here to keep my interest going at all, honestly. Uh, Susanna Skaggs is uh, is good in this in this girly girl role, uh, you know, being Miss uh, Miss Rome, Italy, traveling around. Uh, but I've seen this kind of picture before. There's nothing new here. They could have done something different, given it a different angle. No. No, I mean I totally agree. Yeah, it was just it. It was bad. I, it was barely. I could barely sit through it. <laughs> yeah. True, and and, you know, and on top of that, look, I've heard online many people complaining about this movie, saying like, "Oh, it's it's stereotyping Italian people all over the place. This is terrible." I got news for you: the film was made in Italy. What do you expect? I mean, do you want me to change everything in the movie and not make it Italian? People talk in Italian. Things are made in Italian. Food is made in in Italian. You know, the scenery is Italian. Will, yeah. I will say. That it made me want some pasta. Like after I watched it, I definitely went and cooked some spaghetti. Their pasta just looked entirely too good for me to pass it up. Yeah, yes. So you see, it's not really stereotypical. It's just a product of the environments there. So take it or leave it. Uh, but in that regard, that's fine. But story-wise, it just didn't sell uh, me completely on it. I just couldn't. It was so hard to get through it. Uh, the good guy, you have the suave guy, evil guy, bad guy. Um, you know, in the end, it's it's a it's a nice story, but it just doesn't have enough clout. It doesn't have enough oomph or power to positively influence me in, in a good way. So, unfortunately, a thumbs down on this one. Skip it. Yeah, skip it. All right, our fi- uh, fifth and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is Abandoned. Abandoned is rated PG-13. It's a horror film directed by Spencer Squire. It's in theaters uh, last week. On the 17th, on limited basis, also on VOD today. Emma Roberts, Michael Shannon, John Gallagher Jr. After a young couple moves into a remote farmhouse with their infant son, the woman struggles with a house uh, which has secrets of its own. So here's a clip from Abandoned. What about the boy? The great Michael Shannon right there, along with Emma Roberts in Abandoned. Okay, TV fiend, uh, your take on Abandoned. Talk to me. Okay, so like I said, I'm a tough horror film critic, and I've seen this movie a thousand times. This is the same movie. It's always this couple moves in to a haunted house, and they get haunted. Like, there's nothing new here. Um, I would even venture to say that these characters, the husband, the husband is particularly annoying. Just, uh, you know, very, very annoying. The wife is actually pretty annoying herself. Um, and also, I noticed that I checked the time. 30 minutes in, nothing happened. Literally, <laughs> not, not one scary thing. And, you know, it was it was hard to get through because of that. It was, it, it, I, it's a thumbs down for me, for 
fresh air. Well, how would you compare this? Would you compare this to any other movie that you've seen in the past that uh, it's like you know what this looks like and feels like this, but it could have been a lot better. Oh, every every haunted house. Every, I mean, The Grudge, The Grudge Two. The Grudge Two. Any any horror movie house is exactly the same. There was nothing new here. This film has been done a million times. Are they running out of scary things to do on movies? I just, I, I thought it was totally, you know, uh, unoriginal. Nothing new there at all. That's sad. You know, I agree with you. I give this movie also a thumbs down. I, I did like the intro, though. The intro with, in 35mm with the things in the screen. Like, yes, I liked that. I was like, man, you know what? We're going somewhere with this movie. I'm getting excited. Is this going to be some kind of retro movie that... Uh, I'm going to agree about? No, of course not. Uh, this ended up this ended up being from a hopeful Amityville horror movie into a blah sleep fest with noises and baby crying all over the place, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they even made the baby unlikable. It was amazing. I don't know how they made it, though. Oh, man, it's just so slow. I, I could have, you know, cooked the cake, made a cake throughout the entire first half. Wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah, wouldn't have missed anything. Nothing has happened. Yeah, exactly. And Michael Shannon is great. Michael Shannon is being wasted. He's one of the great actors of our time. And to throw him in a movie like this, it really is sad. Michael, please, we need you in a some kind of vehicle with multiple movies and making a lot of money and great stuff. Come on, you're being underused here. So, yeah, terrible. It's terrible to see that, yeah, no? Totally agree. Yeah, so... Thumbs down also for me, I go again before, yeah, because it's just a terrible story. Been done, nothing going on here. All right, let's do a quick recap of this week's film on, on Silver Screen Previews. First, on Elvis, TV Fiend. I loved Elvis, go see it. Um, if you don't know a lot about Elvis, it's still going to keep your interest. Uh, Austin Butler did a great job. I agree with that also. Thumbs up from myself. Uh, he disappeared into this role. He became Elvis. Boz Lerman, fantastic directorial job. One of the best films of the year. It's two and a half hours long, but it's worth it. It's four, it's really two or three stories in one. Go check it out. It's Elvis. Our second film tonight on uh, Silver Screen Previews was Lux Gourmet, TV Fiend. So I thought this was a smart type of humor. Don't go see it if you're trying to, you know, watch a slapstick type of humor. But if you are in for something like Midsummer or another equally weird movie, you'll probably like this. I thought this movie gave me constipation. I couldn't stand it. Any of the things they were cooking up, I felt like throwing up. I couldn't stand the script. The narration sucked. The actors did okay, but it's just like the, the script was just DOA on, on, on Arrival, unfortunately. So a thumbs down on Flux Gourmet for myself. On our third film, The Black Phone, TV Fiend. Excellent. Loved it. It scared me, and it's kind of hard to scare me, to be honest. So I, I definitely think you should go see it. One of the best horror movies you said this year, I would say even further back. And it's one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very long time. Agreed, yes. Black Phone also a thumbs up from myself. Very creative. I, I got lost inside the grimy atmosphere the story was like a slow screw turning into the wood. It was just so creepy and and greatly acted by Ethan Hawke. Go check out it just for it was for the ending, which is incredible. 
thumbs up for Black Phone. Our fourth film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was Love and Gelato, TV Fienda. Yeah, I would definitely skip this one, um, particularly if you like love stories. Maybe if you like P.S. I Love You, maybe you would probably like this movie. But for me, it wasn't now. No, so thumbs down from TV Fiend. I also gave it a thumbs down based on the nice effort from uh, Susanna Skaggs. Unfortunately, the the story is just so bland, so predictable. Nice scenery, but overall a thumbs down for myself on Love and Gelato. And the fifth and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was Abandoned, TV Fiend. Unfortunately, it's another no for me. Been done before many, many times, and nothing new to see here. Was there, uh, do you think Emma Roberts could be doing better movies than what she has see, uh, been doing recently? Or do you think that she is just, uh, like, at her limit to what, you know, she's capable of at this point? I mean, I'll be honest, in this movie, I wasn't super impressed with her acting. It wasn't super believable to me at all. And maybe that's a part of the script, but I wasn't impressed. Not at all. All right, so, uh, TV Fiend, uh, give us their social media coordinates before we bounce on out of here. Okay, it is Television Fiend on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and YouTube. All right, so thank you, uh, TV Fiend. Was it painless? Or how was your experience, your first one here on, on Silver Screen Previews? I mean, I'm just wondering if you're going to have me back. Like, I want to <laughs> see, you told me in the pre-show that you were going to give me a report card, but you didn't tell me if I was going to be allowed to see it. So, I mean... All right. I think you should probably post it for the viewers so that they'll know. These are the movies that you approved of, and these are the movies that you didn't approve of. That was my scorecard. Not for you. You did a fantastic job, but I'm sure the audience agrees. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? Fantastic. Uh, TV Fiend, thank you for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we welcome you back for a future episode coming up soon. Yes, I would love to. Excellent. All right, guys, tomorrow night we're doing Splatter Vision. Don't forget, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, for horror movies that you haven't seen that are new from this year. So uh, check out the show tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We're with uh, Jackie Toop right here on Instagram Live. So on behalf of TV Fiend, I'm uh, Rob Martin. We will catch you again next Friday on Silver Screen Previews. Until then, the balcony is closed. Good night, everybody.